Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It's been a wild couple of days, a roller coaster ride of nonsense, pain, and somewhat discomfort, folks. Leister, your host here, is back on CryptoTalkRadio.net. And I've got some interesting news. Uh, for me personally, but also with cryptocurrency, some stuff happened I'm going to chat about. And then the timing is perfect to talk about taxes. I'm not going to give any advice. I'm just going to give some notes about taxes. You may or may not take into account, and hopefully you've already done your taxes. I haven't. I couldn't because I plan to do it in the new place. And of course, I'm stuck here because of the nonsense, and I heard a little bit more nonsense. That's part of the personal update. So here's the scoop. The car. So I've got two cars. If you're new... There's a story. It's a long story. Bottom line is I have two cars. I'm not supposed to have two cars, but I have two cars. One car I don't plan to keep, but I couldn't uh, sell it because of the state of Nevada's stupid way they work. The other state I'm going to, I actually mailed away to see if they would do it. And they were happily, they happily did it. They issued, they apparently issued a tally uh, two days ago. I checked on their site. So they did it in record time. And then apparently that'll take care of title and registration for the car I don't want but that'll let me sell it and recoup some of the money, you know, that I had on that car. And it's a nice car. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with it, especially because I did a catalytic converter replacement on it. And I was actually going to install, I have a, um, a dual DIN because these new cars, I don't know if you know, if you haven't bought a car in a while, but these new cars, they don't even put freaking CD players in these. And I'm like, screw that, you know, but this one's even worse. Cause it doesn't have a, it doesn't even have a, you know, high end, it's a soul, so it's like supposed to be music oriented, but yet it's got a crappy, one of those old school things and you have to do um, Bluetooth or whatever. And it's it's not even, so I, I bought this dual DIN. Turns out they're overcharging for the dual DINs on Best Buy, but Walmart had a great one for like 150 bucks. It supports backup camera. It's got the whole touch experience. It doesn't have like Apple CarPlay or any of that garbage, but you can Bluetooth, you can do everything you want to do, but it's a nice screen. And so I was going to install this just to make it a little bit nicer of a car. Because otherwise, it's a really nice car. It's the kind of car I would give to like a graduation present. It's a really nice car. Drives really nice. So I'm going to be selling that guy once I get the title all sorted. I'll try to get him sold, recoup 
the vast majority of the money that I put on it. So that would be good. I debated keeping it just in case something happened to my primary car, but the primary car has been running like a dream. So I haven't, I haven't been obligated to do it. Bull in with the primary car, right? So that car is actually registered, but here's what happened. These jokers sent the plates and the registration. So what happens is my, my home address where I'm at right now, I forwarded it to my uh, mail place and it's out in Florida because I was going to be moving. So I did a permanent move because I wanted to make sure I would get the mail because I thought it would be on the road by now. Well, what happens is the state, when they send mail, the postal service will not forward it. It goes back to the state. The state doesn't tell you. So they'll just destroy it and not tell you anything's gone wrong. So then I had to do all these hoops to update the address, but then had to have a regenerate this. Why? Well, I came across a gal, a service where they said they can do the expedite for me. So they're working on that to get the registration and the plates done. Meanwhile, I was trying to find the dang title because I, I paid cash for this car. And I just, I did a BBB on the dealer because I hadn't heard back from them. Well, they called me back today and said, and confirmed what I didn't want to hear, which is instead of what should happen, which is they do the title transfer and they get the title and then they get send it to me. They have the state do it. Well, the state's, they won't forward the mail. So I wouldn't get the damn thing. So then it's like, okay, I can't get my title because of this, these jokers in Nevada. And I, I don't care as much about the title per se, but the registration is more important so I can legally drive the damn thing. So at least for the time being, it looks like I'll get the freaking car I want to keep sorted. The car I don't want to keep sorted. If I get those two sorted, I'm ready to get out of here, period. I can always sort out the whole title nonsense because they will send it out of state. They just, they need you to tell them it's got to go there. So hopefully we're getting close to getting the hell out of here in April. Hopefully, because I'm tired of paying for a place that I can't use in the place I want to go. So without further ado, let's go ahead and switch over and toss some cryptocurrency. We've got a couple things on deck and I do want to briefly talk about taxes without giving any advice, mind you. First, let's do some numbers analysis. Ethereum, if you noticed, um, it recently did an upgrade. That upgrade caused a little bit of price movement. What I did see, though, is that the long-term sentiment is really strong. I still do not see a bull run, but I do see a strong sentiment long-term. Here's what my advice is to you, and it's up to you what you do. But I do think that you're going to see some opportunities, some discount opportunities still come up sometime in the next couple of months. Then I believe we're going to go on a run up at the end of the year, if not the beginning of the year. So if you're going to do any of the core coins, that's Bitcoin, Ethereum, AVAX, et cetera. My advice to you is to look for discount opportunities. If you believe in them, like I do, that is buy some, get some discount opportunities, buy as much as you think makes sense for you. Don't YOLO in it, right? But buy as much as you think makes sense to you. I can almost guarantee there'll be some profit potential in almost all of these near the end of the year, if not the beginning of next year. They're poised and ready for a run. We're not there yet, but I think they're poised and ready for a run. In the short term, there's opportunity for profit. If you're in the exchanges, you can probably do some trading strategies to make some profits, all shorts and longs. Be careful. Make sure you do some stops. Don't get, quote, wrecked making a call and hoping it's going to do a thing. So I'm telling you right now that we will get some discounts, but it is going to go on a run. So if you're in the exchanges, feel free to kind of play the market. Understand your tolerance, though. Don't get hooked in it. Don't YOLO into it. You have an opportunity to make some money, but you also have an opportunity to lose a lot of it. Bitcoin looks a lot stronger. The base that I predicted before is no longer currently the case, that being the 10 to 12. It's now poised to go significantly higher over the next couple months. 
We're still struggling to hold the 30,000 mark, but people think that it's going to go as high as 33 and then possibly go to breakout. I think we're not going to make it. It's going to go down a little bit more. So again, look for discount opportunities. If you want to buy into Bitcoin and we may have an opportunity to make some profit, even in the short term, long term, Bitcoin looks really good, poised, ready to go on a hard run way longer. This upgrade then on the Ethereum side, it was referred to Shanghai. So what really happened was that the lower level investors, so-called retail investors, you know, people like myself, they all basically buy the rumor, sell the news. They basically jumped in, fumbled off of it and caused a little bit of a pump. That's not to say that it's not going to go significantly higher, but right now it's just kind of a short pump that people were able to benefit from over the $2,000 mark. So it looks good. And just to summarize what this is trying to do, this upgrade was to continue the work necessary to move to the proof of stake mechanism. Now, some people saw this as a negative because people have always speculated that proof of stake would take us closer to centralization. Gary Gensler actually came out and said that if this goes proof of stake, that could be a, that could be a security. And so certain people are not really happy about this. Other people are looking forward to lower gas fees. My opinion is proof of stake is kind of inevitable simply because of what it is. But for those that still want the old, you still got Bitcoin out there. You still got Litecoin out there. So there's still opportunities to play in the old markets. I do think that long-term gas, the concept of gas has to be rethought. And I do think we have to have a better plan and strategy for it. Because I don't think it's sustainable, in my opinion. Uh, We'll have to see if I'm right or wrong. But that's how I feel about it. When this upgrade then happened, Kraken was going to be unstaking about a billion dollars worth of Ethereum after this. And there was actually some other ones that were going to be doing large unstaking. And this is triggered off of the whole regulatory scrutiny around staking that permeated the industry. So what happened is when the Ethereum started this transition, many of these exchanges jumped on it and said, you can stake your Ethereum deep, deep, deep. And then Gary Gensler comes out and he's like, that's, that's security. What you're doing is security. And that's where they started cracking down on Coinbase as an example So this unstake, this is many of these are starting to force unstaking because they're getting scrutiny from the United States government. So that's what's triggering a lot of this and mostly pushed by the proof of stake. The proof of stake was really the thing that causes them to think that it's a security, whether or not it is. I'm saying that this is really what's going on in the industry is there's this move away from these staking mechanisms that you see in the different centralized exchanges, not because of staking itself, but because of the way that they do staking and the fact that custody is not yours. If custody is not yours, that means the profit's not yours, right? So that's what's going on there. Meanwhile, the SEC continued on its push to go against different so-called influencers, quote unquote, for different reasons. But there was a token out there I've never heard of called Tronics. Tronics was apparently, I didn't see this, but apparently was being shilled by various people and was perceived to be unregistered securities along with BitTorrent token. Lindsay Lohan, they call her an an actress. Okay, fine. Uh, Jake Paul, we all knew that one. Kendra Lust, the porn star. Yep. Little Yachty, apparently that's a rapper. Never heard of him. Uh, Akon, but it don't matter, no, because I got you. That's Akon, right? Uh, Neo, I know the name, never heard his crap. So they apparently recently settled over this. So now they're going after this uh, soldier boy was going after him, going after a couple others, Justin's son, all around this idea of unregistered security. So that's starting to heat up. Now, it didn't seem to harm the sentiment around cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is still in a positive light, 
but you are seeing more crackdown on some of these shillers and what they believe are unregistered securities, whether that's true or not. Now, Solana. Solana just recently launched what they call the Saga smartphone to compete with Apple and Google. I'm intrigued on this and I'm intrigued for a couple of reasons. So I always have said that the, the whole centralization on the mobile industry, I, I don't own a, a smartphone, by the way, but the whole centralization around mobile started to piss me off too. Cause we used to have, you know, Blackberries were out there. Nokia's were out there. Ericsson's were out there. We had choice variety. And now you're stuck with either Apple or Google, which neither are that good. And so we were looking for alternatives. There was some opportunity for upstarts blackberry could have and they chose not to they quit the business and so we never had really an alternative this comes out and says we're going to try to be that alternative we're going to try to do something different the problem is they built the damn thing on android any freaking way and i wish they hadn't done that i wish they'd just been I, I want people to be brave enough to create their own os create another alternative we, it's not the hardware it's the os and so as a result this got a little bit of a pump, the fact that it released, but it didn't get the kind of run that we would expect because it's not really a competitor. It's just another device that we, again, we've seen like OnePlus is another example. Uh, Huawei is another example. We don't need more of the same. We need a new OS. We need a different experience. WebOS, Web which was actually Palm before they quit the business, that was the best, in my opinion, opportunity for us to compete on an even level. And unfortunately, nobody wants to step up and do it. And I was hoping that the, Solana phone would do that. They did not. And I'm really not happy about it. I think they could have gone further than they did. It is what it is. So the Cash App creator, founder of Cash App, of course, that's a, they call it a crypto platform. It's not a crypto platform. It's a cash and transfer platform. But apparently this was, this guy was killed by another tech executive in some sort of a weird operation, but he was, he was stabbed to death if he didn't know that. And it was in a random place. Like you wouldn't expect where he was out there. So it might've been a, a setup where they lured him out there and then did this. But the, what's going around is that apparently another tech executive was the one that did this killing. I don't have very much more details of this, only that that's what seems like it's going on. Cause people initially said that it might be some sort of a scandal that, Hey, the United States government might've killed this dude so they can introduce their CBDCs. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what happened. It's just, it's just, Apparently, it was just a regular killing by somebody else in the business. And, of course, more money, more problems. The more money you make, the more problems you get. So it is what it is. SushiSwap got hacked very recently. I don't know if anybody heard this, but SushiSwap got hacked very recently. $3.3 million. Recently, they came out and talked about a plan to reimburse people that were hacked by this situation. Now, SushiSwap has always been kind of in a, I'll say, a red light, as in scrutiny. Um, people distrusted it. People had questions about it. It's had some issues over time. It's Ethereum-based mostly. And so people largely go to Uniswap, but SushiSwap's always been kind of out there trying to compete. Well, what happened <laughs> What happened was they had a function in the code and apparently what it would do, I'm trying to give the best analogy without being over-technical, but what it would do is it would let you do a transaction, authorize you the first time, never authorize you again for subsequent transactions. And then let you call your own function because it's not authorized. It's not reauthorizing you that you can do this. So they were able to sneak in their own function and drain funds out of this business because it was not doing reauthorization at every step. Like when you authorize to do something, normally there's checks and balances along the way to just make sure you're still the authorized person who initiated the transaction. That's not what happened here. As a result, $3.3 million got yanked from them. 
And Sushi Swap got called up on the rug, as it is, uh, for the SEC. The SEC subpoenaed them to try to figure out what the hell's going on. And they've been going after a lot of people. Like, the moment there's these large-scale hacks, the SEC starts asking questions. Rightfully so. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but it's good at least that somebody's asking a question. The last bit of news I'll talk about, if anybody, and I think most people listening to Michelle are probably younger than me, but those that are my age or slightly older will remember a tool from ages out ago called LimeWire. And LimeWire was unparalleled for a time. Now, we take for granted the availability MP3s. They're everywhere. It's easy to find them. Back in my day, it was not so easy to get MP3 music. You had to get CD. You could rip it yourself. That's what most people did is they bought a CD from Blockbuster Music or Sam Goody or something, and they would get some ripping software, and they'd rip their own MP3s, and then they would, of course, share them to their friends, and the government would get involved because that's piracy. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing BearShare and LimeWire and Kazaa and all these other tools come up where people are able to widely share all these MP3s. And then, of course, um, what is now known as mega.co.nz, used to be Mega Upload, was another ground for sharing all this music. LimeWire was one of those. LimeWire was one of the main places you could go to get pirated music. LimeWire recently came out and said, you know what? We will pay you in cryptocurrency if you download pirated music from us. Basically, what they're trying to do is encourage people to use their product. Now, you got to think about it. It's a lot easier to get MP3s these days. It's not as nearly as hard as it was before. And so this interesting, uh, this caught my eye. Like, well, wait a minute. What the hell are you doing? Turns out it's just a game. What? It's a game. It's a game that they built. And the interface looks like their old interface from like ages off. We're talking Windows XP. And you play this game. And as you're downloading all this stuff, they pay you in cryptocurrency for high scores on this. And then you can get their core token and you can buy NFTs and all this other stuff. So they gamified the idea of the piracy that was there before. Now, they, they added a little bit of a joke. So what used to happen before is you couldn't tell if it was a valid file. You couldn't tell if it was legit or if it was just a malware or virus or something else. You couldn't tell because it just saw a file name. In this game, if you play and you happen to download one that's a virus file, the game ends. So if you want to check that out, I do encourage you to do. I think it's kind of interesting for those that are uh, interested in this kind of stuff. Their site is LM. WR, so Lime Magic Water Region, LMWR.com. You want to check this out. I think it's really, I think it's cool to, uh, to see that they're doing that and trying to put their name back into the so called limelight. In closing, cryptocurrency is in a very unique spot right now, folks, because we have an opportunity to go on a major run here very soon. I will maintain that the core coins can never steer you wrong. You are free to gamble on whatever garbage you choose, but I think the core coins can never steer you wrong. And I think that there's a lot of profit to be made depending on your trading strategy. Make sure you're diversifying it, though. Don't just yellow into one project. Don't be like that idiot lady who mortgaged her home and lost $300,000. Be smart with your investments. Take care of your folks. Keep a roof over your head. Keep food on your table always, no matter what. And most importantly, if you're going to listen to all these shillers on YouTube, that by all means, you know, I'm not one of those, but I would hope that Crypto Talk Radio has been at least enlightening and informing for you and a conservative approach to the way cryptocurrency really should be, which is to look for these opportunities that are going to keep you safe, but also realizing that there's more coming. There's more coming down the road, but it, there's a lot of people that have been flushed out. There's a lot of projects that have been flushed out. The bear season has really killed off a lot of the trash, but there's still trash. And hopefully you're seeing that with Crypto Talk Radio's messaging, 
It's been consistent in what we do and do not follow. The Terra, Port, Hack, and all these other ones, and all the shillers who are getting wrecked left and right with things that they promote, and people getting called up on the, on the lamb by the SEC. Hopefully you're seeing, we're, we're here, we're not going anywhere. We like what we're doing. So as a result of the strength of what we're doing, I want to announce as my last message here, CTR is the parent company for Crypto Talk Radio. CTR is a formed business. It is a 100% formed business. I have to fill out the business licensing, but it is a formed business. It is recognized in the state where I'm going now. And so what you're going to start seeing is that there's going to be more uh, information and a new site for CTR. And we're going to embrace the my Endeavor stuff. It's going to be wrapped into CTR as an over, overall holistic brand. So it'll be more consultative as I do here. But my Endeavor, which is also consultative, it'll all be one umbrella and truly push this to the next level to show you I don't plan to go anywhere because I'm still intrigued by cryptocurrency. I just don't like the garbage that's out there. But I like to discuss it and I like to hear from you. So if you do have any feedback, questions, comments, or suggestions, please do. Hit CryptoTalkRadio.net slash contact, let us know, or join our Discord, CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord, and chat us up there. I can assure you, though, over time, as this hopefully gets back on track, this cryptocurrency thing, more garbage is going to come back in the business. You're going to never hear me, ever, hear me go after the garbage because I like to keep people safe. I like to see that you're getting smart investments. I'm not, I guess they call them moon boys. That's not how I refer, not how I roll. I like to just keep things conservative because I think that, you know, I've been fortunate not to have lost more than, you know, a double figure of dollars because I take a strong approach. Whereas other people have lost, apparently classy crypto lost five figures. Well, maybe he doesn't care. I do. I would never want to do that because I think it's stupid if you lose that much money. Personal opinion anyway. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.